Welcome to the Power Done Differently podcast. I'm Cassandra Ray, and if, like me, you've grown a little disappointed and disillusioned with the people in power, you're in the right place. In this podcast, you'll meet powerful, passionate women from around the world who are doing power differently. If you're a regular listener, you'll know that we sometimes do these special bonus episodes of content we love from an interview, but that didn't make it into our first edit. Usually for no good reason, except that we try to keep the episodes to a maximum of about an hour or so. And you know, I'm often chatting with these women for two hours, sometimes more. That's what happens when you meet just incredible, insightful, passionate women. You want to keep talking to them. One such conversation was with the wise and very lovely Tessie Anthony Danessa. You'll remember she's a UNAIDS ambassador, co-founder of Professors Without Borders, co-founder of the new feminist clothing line, Human Highness, host of the YouTube series, Zoom O'Clock, and of course, former Princess of Luxembourg, among many, many other things. This is one very busy, very accomplished woman. So there were a few moments that we cut out for time in the first episode, but that I really didn't want to lose. And we've gathered them here in this bonus episode for you. Listening back to this, I was struck again by just how open and authentic she is. There aren't that many people in the public eye who are brave enough or frankly generous enough to be as vulnerable as she is. I'm really so grateful to her for sharing her story with me and with all of us. So without further ado, please enjoy this special bonus episode with Tessie Anthony Danessa. I don't like to always frame things in motherhood because I feel like there's a lot out there already about motherhood and da, da, da. But this is one of those areas where I feel like, yes, there's a lot asked of me as a mother, but there's also a lot I want to give as a mother. Yes. Right? And 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 I want to give that, which means that when he wakes up at 5.30 in the morning, it destroys me because I've, you know, I've been up maybe late that night working, but I also want to be there for him. It's mm-hmm. not that I, I wish I could have a nanny to take him at 5.30 in the morning. I mean, I'm, it's, it's, it's a labor of love to be with him that early in the morning. And when he's going through his sleep problems at night or he's sick, it does demand a lot from you, but it's something you want to give as well, but it still makes you burn out. This is the tension. Do you know what yes. I mean? Oh, yes. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of parents go through that, men and women, but often more women. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that that is just what it is. The main care still today, even though men have stepped up the game and I love it, I really yeah. do. And I think I congratulate each and every man listening to this who supports their woman and and is a very engaged daddy if they can. I think it's fantastic also for the child. Mm. But um, yeah, no, I have these moments as well. And you know what? You know, sometimes I have so much work and the kids need so much attention mm. that I literally, in the evening, I just cry in bed because oh. I'm so tired. I, I'm, I'm so you. tired. And, too. you know, and I think, oh my God, I have been a bad mom because I might have had a short fuse and raised my voice yeah. when they were fighting and I said, stop it now or whatever, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. You know, that happens to me too. Not often, but it does from time yeah. to time. And then I just sit in bed and just, you know, think I'm a horrible person because, yeah, I needed to work. Obviously, that's what I need to do to bring in what they need mm. materialistically. And you but then also, also you want to give, work, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you yeah. want to give the love as well and, and the attention and you want to hear everything they have to say and yeah. to show and play with them. Like one thing, for example, we have identified now doing lockdown. 
So lockdown was really incredible with my boys, I must say, because I have realized that I have experienced my boys in a way I have not experienced my parents at that age. They're teenagers, and I think it was a blessing for me to have these seven months with them Mm. 24-7, even though it was really hard. But um, it was also just so mind-opening to get to know them as as a teenager Mm. because my parents did not know me as a teenager. I went back to them when I was a grown-up to get their affection again. But as a teenager, that's kind of like that break where you want to be just yourself and you yes. want to do your own experiences. Yes. And I was part of that uh, for them, which was beautiful. And I could talk to them a lot about my own mistakes and everything. And one thing I realized, and I told them that, and I said to them one evening, I said, can I tell you something? I need to ask for your apology. And they said, yes, mama, what is it? And I said, you know, I realized over the last few months that... I have never learned to play with you. I don't know how to play. Mm. And I said, and I'm so sorry because, you know, daddy is such a great play partner and that's why we compliment each other because he plays really well with them. Mm. But I said, I realized having you home 24-7 and working with your homeschooling and going out with you, doing sports with you, being your psychologist, being uh, you cook and everything else, it's just I realized when they wanted to play with me with their Warhammer, for example, or Lego, even though I played when I was a child, I didn't know how. Mm. I didn't have the patience or I always had other things in my mind to yes. do that I needed to do for them. And so I said to them, I'm sorry, I just don't know how to play. Can you teach me? You know, and that oh, was just such beautiful. a beautiful moment. And no, I didn't learn it yet properly. <laughs> it's still in working progress. But I think it was just so revolutionary for me and also for them because then the little one was like oh now I understand mama I always thought you didn't want to play with us and I said no I just don't know how and he's like oh okay well that we can work with that oh and it was just for them as well it was something you know there was a miscommunication Mm. because I Mm. didn't know how and they thought I didn't want to Mm -hmm. and that really changed a lot in the dynamic as well um, that they that they realize, you know, I do give them all the attention, but it's just some things. Mama does a lot of things and I can do a lot of things, but that was not one of my strengths. Mm. And that was really beautiful. So, um, yeah, long wow. story short, um, being a mom with burnout, um, you know, you just want to give your best at all times. Yeah. So yeah. Ha- uh, tell me about the genesis of Professors Without Borders. So Professors Without Borders is kind of like my third baby. Mm. Um, I do it uh, in my spare time and uh, have launched it with two wonderful co-founders. What spare time? Yes. (laughs) Weekends and evenings. (laughs) But I have also a wonderful team. And I must say, you know, they have all been a blessing over the last five years um, where we all work for free. Mm. Everyone gives their time and skill um, to grow the organization every day, one new summer school or one new person at a time or one new initiative, idea, project, uh, alumni. And so Professor Porters is really to um, bring quality education around the world, skills education as well. We have found a need in that um, as being a lecturer myself and my two co-founders, Caroline and Majex, that, you know, the, the students we had in the UK are fantastic students. Nothing mm. to say. We had a blast and everything. But I realized that there's so many students out there in developing countries who would love to come and have that education and would come on their holidays mm. because we do summer schools uh, at the moment. 
Um, that is how we, how we uh, position ourselves. So it's only doing summer schools for now. We also launched a think tank now, academic think tank. Um, we launched a volunteer professorship. So where people, professionals, even people listening to this, you know, who have a skill, who want to share it, they can give a guest lecture for uh, our students around the world online. And um, we have a podcast coming up and all of these things. So it's really um, to bring the best to the students we can, as good as we can, in person if possible, because I do believe that um, I have a quote from Carl Jung, which I love, which goes in the lines of when two people meet, a chemical reaction always happens and both are transformed forever, mm. whatever that might be. But there is something happening. And I mm. think it's so beautiful, um, the teaching in person that online cannot replace. Mm. Uh, I am a big advocate for online teaching, of course, because you can reach the masses more. But I think... Um, for me, also the inspiration, I get inspired and motivated by seeing people. Mm -hmm. And we want to keep that preciousness of mm -hmm. human connection within the, the B2B, within the, the energy space as well. Mm -hmm. So I really like that. So now we're in Sierra Leone, Uganda, Thailand, India, Vietnam, Laos, Senegal, Nigeria, um, mm. all around the world. What kinds of, so you said skills, but can you, yes. can you give me a couple of examples? Yes, of yeah. course. So I teach on institutions and diplomacy, for example. Mm -hmm. um, a colleague of mine, Rachel, uh, which teaches with us since forever, she is also a trustee now at Professor Borders, which is amazing. She teaches on, for example, in Thailand, the SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals. Mm -hmm. And what I like about her teaching is there's classroom teaching. Yes, we talk in class, there's debates, there's projects. But what she does a lot is she takes the kids out, well, the young youth, because we teach from 17, 18 onwards to adults. Um, so she takes them out and says, SDG 15 is this. SDG 9 is this, and they work in that space. Mm. She works in that space with the kids. So they really see it, mm -hmm. feel it, know what is required. So soft skills, meaning also that they can apply it within a materialistic way as well, other than just reading it in a textbook. Yeah, very practical. Like everyone else. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm. And then also presentation skills. Uh, I do a lot of presentations with my students. Um, uh, policy writing. Going and presenting it, I create a lot of roundtables. We do opening and closing ceremonies where we invite government, business, media for really interacting with the students. I call it the triangle of change. Mm. So it's government, business, institutions and students. And often in these developing countries, they're not connected. Mm -hmm. They don't know each other. Mm -hmm. And we want to change that because that is the only way forward. What age group uh, are, are you teaching? So, yes, 17, 18 year onwards. Okay. Yes. So last year, high school, if you want, we do also CV writing workshops and what to expect to go to university and things like that. Mm -hmm. But that is kind of like the minimum age. Mm -hmm. We are not yet for younger ones. I mean, one of the areas that I'm really interested in is the use of psychedelics, um, but I guess this is actually a comment about the way we approach mental health, particularly in the UK as opposed to the US, but also to some extent in the US. Um, but I'm really interested in how we can get to a point where well beyond where we are now, which is already so much further than we were even 10 years ago, where instead of thinking about it as, well, we can use these, these chemicals, these substances um, to treat therapeutic, resistant PTSD only, 
or to treat illness only and instead think about the treatment of our brain, the way we think about exercise. So yeah, holistically. You know, yeah, holistically. And to think about how do I optimize wellness instead mm. of just how do I a treat treat an acute illness. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned um yeah, like you, you go know, to psychological the gym. innovation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You go to you the go gym. You go to the gym. I, I also I see a psychologist every week. Mm. And people are like, why? Are you are you sick? Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> I said, but I want to keep it that way. Yes, exactly. You right. know, and I said, why is there such a stereotype for me to see a psychologist? Yeah. But it's absolutely great and I'm I'm being seen as a hero when I go and do reformer twice a week. Yeah. You yeah. know, I stretch my body and I exercise my body, I compress my stress in my body, but I can't do the same for my mind and my thoughts mm-hmm. because thoughts are powerful. Mm-hmm. Thoughts make you who you are. And if you cannot kind of like uh, clean them from time to time with a professional who gives you kind of like an outside perspective on some things you're thinking about or even struggling, you know, yeah. um, just having that outside resource, which is not your friend or your family, Mm. is I think it's incredibly valuable. Mm. And that should also be part of personalized medicine and how insurances are being paid. Insurances should be, we should pay insurances until we get sick. Yeah. When we get sick, they did a mistake. Yeah, Because insurances should make it available for all of us to do checkups every three months, go to the dentist, go to the GP every yeah. six months or three months, do a blood test every six months, a whole body scan yeah. every six months so that there's no surprises or rarely surprises, right? Some diseases develop quite quickly, but that in general, you kind of know where you are in life. Yeah. And once you're sick, well, you don't pay anymore. because. Yeah. And I think we're just doing it all backwards. The whole medical industry is all prone to just... Treat us when we're sick. Yeah, the and incentives are completely off. It's just you know? wrong. You Everybody know? is. Incentivized what other domain yeah. does that? Yeah, you know, it just doesn't make sense, doesn't it? Yeah. So uh, going back then to the mental health, as you mentioned, you know, yes, you listening as well here, um, get a psychologist. Mm. There's even the ones online now. Now with Corona, everything is online. There's these apps. You can get a psychologist for like thirty-five pounds a mm. week for a half an hour to 50 minutes talk, you know, and you just say, you know, oh, I had that feeling and you, who might know, maybe there's some things inside you you haven't forgot, you have forgotten when you were a child that actually happened to you. Mm. And, you know, you, you just become more lighter and better after each treatment, you know, it's, it's really fantastic. So I would really urge everyone to try that just as a matter of prevention and no, you're not crazy if you're thinking, oh, that could be a cool idea. You just actually care mm. about your mind yeah. and the thoughts that you're having every day because we think a lot. Yeah. And people just brush it off. And we feel a lot too. Yes. You know, and, and I, I mean, I found uh, therapy the most beneficial, not so much to help me organize my thoughts. That has definitely been a benefit, but the, the main benefit has been more to become much more in touch with and have a much healthier processing of my feelings, uh, which sounds so trite, like, you know, but, no, but actually, it's true. Yeah. Emotions are attached to your thoughts. Yeah. Always. And it's, it's really important that you, that you, well, that you learn how you can cope yeah. with them. Yeah. And also and thrive them. and not just cope. Right. Exactly, and not exactly. just, because I think a lot of people think, well, I can cope. I think, right. But are you, are you living to your optimal wellness? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
If you've enjoyed the series so far, please do subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you're listening right now. It really does help us reach incredible women to introduce you to on the show. While you're at it, check out the show notes for more info on our guests and to find out how to reach us on all the socials. Thanks for listening, and I'll meet you here again next week. Like anybody, I would like to live.